Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. You were driving the getaway car. We were flying, but we'd never get far. Don't pretend it's such a mystery. Think about the place where you first met me, riding in a getaway car. There were sirens in the beat of your heart. Should've known I'd be the first to leave. Think about the place where you first met me. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. If you know, you know. I Y if you I Y K Y. If you know, you know. I Y K Y. Oh, I'm not even trying to do that. I need to write that down. If you know, you know. Uh, I'm obsessed with that song officially. I, I've heard it before, but it is hitting, hitting something within me today. And I can't stop listening to it. And if you happen to see, well, this is Tuesday. Um, and you're listening to this probably Friday. <laughs> it's released on Friday. I say this every week. I don't know why I say this every week. You don't really care when I'm recording this. But... Tuesday, I recorded a reel and I am all about getaway. Is it getaway or getaway car by Taylor Swift? I think it's just, no, I think it's getaway car by Taylor Swift. And it is doing all the work for me. It is helping me shift my energy. Honestly, I just feel so much better since I've been listening to this song. I mentioned this in my post as well, but if you missed it, I'll say it again. I like yesterday I was going through it. I was what is wrong with me? Like my body was literally buzzing and I am very sensitive to the energies, but also I think it was a combination of things. It was and it was the spring equinox and it's the full it's the new moon now. But last week I was in like a five day, it was called the continuum. It was an energetic event put on by Laura Ota and I always do her kind of events. And yeah, we had, you know, we're always getting upgraded and kind of attunements. They're not Reiki attunements, but they're energetic attunements every day. And then on top of that, because I like to go hard in the paint, I decided, well, this is a great idea to do Reiki level one, redo Reiki level one and two attunements with Pranima. So I was doing all the energetic things last week. And then, and I was feeling, I wasn't feeling, you know, I was feeling good for the most part. I think I had one day there where I was feeling it more than others, but then, and then I taught Reiki all weekend. So I was in the energy all weekend. And then it hit me like a ton of freaking bricks yesterday. I woke up and my body felt like it was like I didn't open my eyes and I was like, oh, damn, this is going to be a day. So I was anchoring into kind of everything that I know that will help to ground me, getting out, moving my body in nature, literally laying on the snow by the water, by our house. Although it's like out, out the water is like thawed, like in the middle of the river, but I, that's kind of far away. I couldn't see any water running, which is kind of important to me. I like to see the flow of the water, but it was, I knew the water was beneath the snow near the shore where I was laying. 
So it's second, it's second best. It's not quite as good. Uh, what else did I do? Then I came back and did a cold plunge and then I was, what else did I do? Oh, I meditate. First thing in the morning, I did my breath work. Jason and I usually do breath work together. And then I meditated after that. Anyway, I set myself up for a good day, but I was still getting, excuse my language, shit kicked by the energy. I'm going to have to put explicit on this podcast, this episode, I think. We're going to have to take off, tear off the clean label because this ish is going to get off the hook, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, I got up and we went for uh, our morning walk, early morning walk. And I wasn't feeling it quite as intensely as yesterday. And then I came back and, you know, kind of did the, you know, the routine with the kids and making lunches, breakfast, all those things. And of course, I always do my matcha pour. But actually before that, I was on Instagram and I saw a friend's, uh, just her story. Shout out Heather to Heather. I don't know if you listen, but shout out. Um, and I was listening to or watching her story, sorry. And she had getaway car by Taylor Swift. And just lit, like, I watched her story. This sounds creepy, like on repeat. Cause I was just like feeling the music in my soul. Like it just was filling me up. I felt it made me feel so good. And I'm like, okay, I'm have to do my matcha pour to this. And so I, and that's what a lot of times the matcha pour, like I use the music Usually I I sometimes go searching for songs, but a lot of times I also like to be intuitively guided to like what music is coming into my head for a reason maybe. And I, and I mean, I think Amy and I talked about this whenever she was on the podcast, the day that I was intuitively guided to put Tom Petty. And that was like a significant day. Like Tom Petty is a sign from her dad. And, um, anyway, it, it, you know, I feel like sometimes spirit works with me um, Claire audiently in that way, giving me songs. And we're going to be talking about that today. I wasn't planning on talking about the Claire's today, but I just like to be intuitively guided with this podcast. Um, so that's what we are going to be talking about today. I digress. So as I was saying with the matcha pours, I just, they really make me feel good in the morning, choosing, choosing the music or being intuitively led to it. And then I oftentimes then like, you know, you go to Spotify if I haven't been there already and download the whole version and dance around my kitchen to it because it really helps shift my energy and it can, music and dancing can help raise your vibration and who doesn't need their vibration? Just lift it just a tiny bit these days. I know I do. I want my vibes lifting up and that is like an awesome way to, to do it. And I also feel like it is connecting with your inner child. It's being playful and silly. And a lot of times as adults, we don't allow ourselves, you know, that space in our lives to play and to just move our bodies freely like we did as children. So if you are working on, you know, inner child healing, if you are working on any type of healing, I mean, I I think it's going to involve a little inner child work. Spoiler alert, inner child work is usually needed during healing. Uh, Anyhow, if you are doing the work and you haven't been dancing lately, highly, highly suggest. And it's something that I would have been resistant to. And even to music, like 
I'm a podcast person. I always want to be learning like the one in my pro, my human design profile. I'm the investigator. I want to learn. I always want to maximize my time. You know, when I'm driving, when I'm cleaning, when I'm just doing chores that I hate doing, I want to be stimulated with the podcast and learning more information, but I've, you know, received a lot of intuitive guidance from myself uh, saying like, I need to connect more to music. And I started doing that a while ago through my matcha pores. That was kind of my way to connect to music. And I'm finding it because I, I'm not a musical. I shouldn't say I, I, I don't think of myself as a musical person, but I took piano lessons for many years and, you know, I it w was in music festivals and things like that. And I, I guess maybe I just don't see myself as a musician or anything like that, but, and I didn't think I had a big connection to music, but I'm, I'm realizing now that I feel like we all are connected to music and I'm just starting to realize how very important it is spiritually, like music and dance and just in connecting to kind of source and spirit and the universe is like having that beautiful connection through music and the lyrics and, and the, the instruments and yeah. Anyway, it it's today I am in such a positive mood. I feel like everything is shifted because I had a dance party and then filming that reel. I had so much fun because I was dancing around and lip syncing and, and that's what it's all about too, is being creative. Like we are here, we are all creative in our own way. You don't want to see me try to draw something like I can't even, I mess up a stick figure and a lot of people think if they're not a good drawer or they're an artist in that way, it's like they're not creative and there are so many ways to be creative. We are creators, like we are here to create, co-create with the universe and when we are creating and being creative, we are connecting to source and so you know, I, I often get guidance that it's important for people to be using their creativity every day and connecting with with that creativity whenever they can and if you are feeling blocked like just create that space for you to create and it can be creating anything and this isn't just to create something to make money or to sell something it's whatever lights up your heart and your soul and brings you joy and once you start to do that um I think you'll start to see a lot of things in your life change when you can start to focus on creativity in your life. So of course I've gone off on a tangent and I think I was talking about the benefits of dancing and music and like moving your body like that dancing, I consider that somatic work, a somatic practice. And I think I've mentioned this before is, you know, if, if we have trauma, like trauma is held in our bodies. Okay. And when you repress emotions, Okay. Emotions have an energetic charge and that energy can get stuck in your body. And there are different ways, you know, to help release, um, that energy from your body. And one of them is through movement. Actually, Reiki is a great way too, to help move the energy and, and, and get rid of these energetic blocks and stagnation and bring homeostasis back to the body. Um, dance and movement in this way is also a great way to kind of clear out the energetic cobwebs and to release anything that's not serving you. And so I think that this is something that I'm going to even put more, um, focus on, not just, 
you know, a dance party here and there. Like I, I want to incorporate more dance into my life because man, I used to love to cut a rug on Myron's dance floor back in the day. Um, don't know if anybody else has ever done that before. And that's another one. If you know, you know, I'm like spelling it out. I Y K Y K. Why was I struggling with that before? I Y K Y K. Oh yeah. That's so easy. So yeah, Myron's Dance Floor, I-Y-K-Y-K. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Anybody not from Prince Edward Island is totally lost right now. So before we get into talking about the Claire's, I have to tell you this story. And I did share it um, whenever I was teaching Reiki this weekend because it, it had just happened and I, I already shared this story. So if anybody already heard it already, sorry, I'm repeating myself, but it's just there. I had a realization with it, which was pretty cool. So on Sunday morning before I was teaching Reiki, Jason and I went for a walk in the morning, shocker. And so we're walking and we can kind of smell skunk on the walk. And so we're, we're walking up the road and we see this, we saw, we see a skunk on the side of the road and he had been hit and, you know, he just, a dead skunk on the side of the road. So we keep walking. And then when we get to our turnaround point, we come back. And so we're walking again and then walking by the skunk. And then Jason said, he's still alive. Like that skunk is still alive. And he's so, Jason is so in tune with animals. If you saw my stories, the man gave a spider Reiki for half an hour. He was sure he's going to bring him back to life. And I'm, and I don't know if I ever did give an update on that. He didn't, he, he, he thought, well, this, the, Spider wasn't moving at all and he, but Jason Googled it and said that they have like, it's like antifreeze in their veins. So like it can appear that they're totally dead, but they're not. So he figured he might be able to Reiki him back to life, but he didn't. It was cute watching it though. And the funny thing is, is Jason hates spiders. That's, <laughs> it's not like he likes spiders, but anyway, he, he wanted to try to help. So yeah, back to the skunk, the skunk was actually moving and I kind of, Jason had stopped and I was a little bit ahead and I turned around and I could see his, yeah, his little, he was on his back, but you could see his little legs like quivering and Jason's like, he's breathing, he's breathing. So instinctively, we both just put our, without saying anything, we both just put our hands up and started channeling Reiki to the skunk. And you know, if... I, I talked about this this weekend in my Reiki training, but we have a, a distance symbol and it's like a bridge of light. And this is a symbol that enables you to send Reiki at a distance. So if I'm doing all, like all my sessions are distance sessions, so I'm always using this symbol, but it's also a beautiful symbol as a transition. It, 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 it helps people who are transitioning to the other side. If they are at the end of life, this is animals, this is people. And this is a symbol. When my mom was in palliative care, I was using this symbol to kind of, it's, it's like this, I was going to say rainbow bridge. I don't know why it's rainbow bridge. I guess maybe I feel like that's something that's talked about with animals, but it's a bridge of light. And I just, invoke the symbol and the energy and just trying to allow that person or animal to know it's okay and to facilitate the transition so that it can be very smoothly and painless. So I invoked that symbol and I was just channeling Reiki and so we're continuing to do this and then Jason starts moving closer to the skunk and he bends down and 
he starts stroking the skunk's head as if it was like a cat or a dog. And he's, and it was like, it almost literally brings tears to my eyes now because it just was in that moment, I felt so much compassion for this skunk and I felt so connected to the skunk and I, I didn't want the skunk to suffer. And it was just like, I was this like, you know, we're all so connected. And before I'd been attuned to Reiki, being honest, I would have walked by the skunk and, you know, wouldn't have felt this, I don't think, in this deeply. And and Jason is literally a skunk stroking him as if he, he was like his beloved pet. And then as he's doing this, then we see cars starting to come and Jason was like, uh, and so he kind of just got up and, and I just asked that the Reiki continue to flow and support the animal as he transitioned and I could kind of see like Jason then came off the road and could kind of see the car slowing down like thinking what the heck is going on here is like probably thinking that there's an animal like his pet or something on the road and then making the realization that this man was just stroking a skunk um but anyway he comes off the road and then we both look at each other and we both have tears in our eyes and it was like we both felt it that that you know, that feeling of we are all connected and we, you know, I, I was feeling the suffering for this animal and I didn't like, I didn't want this animal to suffer. And I really truly believe that having Reiki in my life has, you know, allowed me to see the world in a different way and to experience the world in a different way. And that whole experience with the skunk was really beautiful. Although I came home and I was like, Jason, your hands smell like skunk. And then I was like, your pants reek of skunk. And so I made him take his pants off. Well, no, not like that, but like take off those skunky pants. You never mind. I'm going to stop right now. Um, but <laughs> this is explicit. I already told you this is an explicit podcast today. So, um, but then, and then when I was teaching Reiki, I came upstairs to go for a little walk at my lunch break and I put on my coat and I could smell the skunk and I was like uh because it, it didn't directly you know spray us but I could still smell it and so I was asking people for tips about how to get I know the tomato juice thing but it's not like we were totally directly sprayed anyhow it, I don't notice it anymore so I think I think we're fine but it was for me, it was a really meaningful experience and it almost makes me feel like choked up now thinking about the, the, the skunk now. And anyway, I hope that the Reiki brought this animal comfort and, and I do trust that it, it kind of helped him tran make his transition more peacefully. So before we get into today's episode, I need to share one last thing, <laughs> one really kind of cool, crazy thing that happened to me um, Monday morning. And I had done my breath work in the morning and then did a meditate. I usually just meditate afterwards. And so I'm laying there and I did activate my Reiki symbols. But whenever I do self-Reiki, I don't really notice the energies in my body very much. But the, And this was very different. It was like waves of energy. And I was like, what is happening? And then the next thing I know, I start seeing in my mind's eye, I start seeing this symbol 
being repeated over and over again. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. So I received a name for the symbol and I kind of received like what the meaning was around it. And it was all about unity consciousness and kind of bridging heaven and earth. And anyway, maybe I'll get into it more (laughs) another day. It's kind of quite fresh right now, but it was really a crazy experience and it was very unexpected. And it's interesting because a student had mentioned this past weekend had been asking me about receiving symbols because my master teacher, Purnima had received a symbol and now I attune people to her symbol. And she said, have you ever received a symbol? And I said, well, once in this galactic activation event that I was at, I saw a symbol and I wrote it down, but I'd never felt any energy. I didn't get any information about it. So I just thought, I don't even know what that was. Maybe it wasn't receiving a symbol, but I knew it wasn't anything that seemed like I I never saw that symbol again. And so this was a very, very different experience, but it's interesting. She brought that up this weekend. And then my friend who had been in the energetic kind of five day continuum with me last week, she, she had mentioned that on Thursday's event, um, the person like Laura, the leader of the continuum had mentioned that some people may get a symbol after Thursday session. And I didn't do Thursday session live. I did it, um, later. I did the replay as I was falling asleep in bed and I didn't get a symbol, but fast forward to Monday morning, I wasn't thinking about anything and just in meditation and this happened. So it was pretty crazy. And it got me thinking of all the ways that spirit communicates with us. And so I thought that today would be a good day to talk about the different clairs. I know I've mentioned them before, but just to explain to those who might be new to this, what are the clairs and kind of go through the clairs um, so that you could have a little clarity. See what I did there? I-Y-K-Y-K. <laughs> that it wasn't an appropriate use of I-Y-K-Y-K. Okay. I hope that's, I hope I'm, I'm just going to start talking about the clairs now. Okay. <laughs> so the clair senses, if you are hearing someone talk about the clair senses, they're probably talking about intuition. They might be talking about mediumship, um, connecting with the spirit world. And I, I think of the clair senses is our way of, of communicating with spirit. It's they're the language of spirit and being familiar with the clairs, understanding the clairs is going to be really important for you as you move along the spiritual path and important for you in receiving and interpreting guidance and just having a stronger connection to spirit. So when spirit is trying to provide you with information or your guides, they don't always just spell it out for you. Okay. It's, it comes in different forms and the different forms are the clairs and everybody has clairs that are stronger than others. And and oftentimes people will say that two clairs are strongest for them than just naturally. And although the other clairs can be developed over time. And that's why when I was talking about, you know, lately I'm feeling these confirmations in my body and getting goosebumps and things like that, that's clear sentience. And that was one of my weaker clairs. And I'm noticing it is being strengthened. 
and and I'm getting that intuitive guidance from my body now and and maybe it's because I've been doing hmm I'm having a little download here myself and maybe that is because I have been doing more somatic work and somatic practices I, I am in a somatic kind of free your hips program with the workout which I am doing my little dance <laughs> dances in in the kitchen, but I am prioritizing somatic work. And so maybe I'm strengthening my connection with my body and then it's allowing me to, you know, in turn receive guidance in that way. I never even thought of that. That's kind of cool. So I'm just going to go through the different clairs and just briefly talk about what, what the Claire is and how you may be receiving guidance in that particular area. So we will start with clairvoyance, which is probably one of the most common clairs and oftentimes the strongest for many people. And clairvoyance just means clear seeing. If you are a very visual person, then spirit may use clairvoyance like that. That may be the clair that spirit is using to communicate with you more or not that it's spirits using that clear that may be the one that you're connected with most to receive the messages from spirit and it's it it's perhaps different from others i would say that clairvoyance uh was my strongest i don't know which was i'd say i i keep struggling with what are my strongest i would have said clairvoyance probably clairaudience and claircognizance but like sometimes i can't even tell the difference i find claircognizance and clairaudience and we will talk about that to be connected in some ways but um for clairvoyance or clair seeing it's as i said the most visual of the clairs it's oftentimes people you know, when they receive the guidance, they're seeing images of things. They see, for me, I oftentimes in my readings see things clairvoyantly. So my eyes are closed. I'm channeling Reiki. I'm in people's Akashic records and I'm seeing little movies playing and, and I'm seeing a sequence of events oftentimes, or I see a random image and it's giving me information that I'm going to be relaying to my clients. And I like, I, I often say that when you are a medium or a psychic or an intuitive doing these types of readings, it's like for me and other people I've talked to, it's like you're putting a puzzle together. Um, and I, that's what I find almost to be fun and challenging is when I'm given these different images, it's me taking these bits and pieces that spirit's giving me and putting the puzzle together to like figure it out in the end. And it's like, it's almost like solving a mystery for me, which I find to be, very fun and fascinating, but also can be very frustrating when you're having difficulty, like putting all the pieces together. A lot of people think, you know, when you're communicating with spirit or like in a mediumship type of situation that you think, you know, this is what I thought before I got into this work. You think that the medium connects with your, your loved one is just there telling them things to say in your ear. They're just sitting there that it's this easy process. <laughs> It is not for the most part like that. It is so challenging. And that's why, you know, these, these mediumship intuitive sessions cost a, a lot of money is because they are so draining is channeling the information, connecting with spirit, putting all the pieces together that you can only do, you know, few, very few of these types of sessions a day. It's, it can be extremely exhausting. And even, you know, if you're clairsentient, it could be actually physically exhausting for me. It's very, I find it mentally exhausting, but um, it could 
be exhausting in, in all ways, really, if you're clairsentient as well. So if you do have an intuitive or mediumship session with someone, it's important to realize that this person doesn't have your past loved one just perched on their shoulder, feeding them information. They are connecting with the spirit of your past loved one or connecting with your guide. And they are just trying to put together the pieces that they, they are being given and to make it make sense to you and to them. And so it's, it, it really is sometimes challenging. So back to clairvoyance. So again, you get images during a reading, sometimes like a movie. Uh, you could be somebody who sees auras. That's not one of my gifts. I think that that would be very cool though, but some people see people's auras of different colors. And you know, if you are seeing these movies, they could be have a literal meaning and sometimes they have figurative meanings. So, you know, when I'm talking, whenever I'm channeling in the Kashuk records and, you know, I, I forget which month it was when I was getting that guidance, or maybe I was just sharing my own Akashic guidance that I received. And I was getting, you know, the images of the farmer and planting his fields and harvesting his crops. And it like, that's very metaphorical. Like that had, uh, guidance for me watching this scene with the farmer. So, you know, it's also, if you're working with someone and you know, you're connect, you're connecting with either their guides or a past loved one, it's figuring out about these messages, whether they're metaphorical or whether they're literal. And, you know, I've had people, you know, sometimes I see an image that looks like a grandfather and, and I don't know if it's spirit showing me what, a, you know, what grandfathers, like it's a very grandfatherly image that I see, but I'm like, is this, should I be telling them the specifics of like this, how this man looks? Is it, is this specific to this person's grandfather or are they just showing me grandfather energy is here? So it's like important to be, you know, asking questions and clarifying to figure out like, is this literal? Is this metaphorical? What are you trying to tell me here? In one of Danielle Serenk's kind of mediumship classes, I think she did, like she'd always do different little classes on things when I was part of her membership, which was amazing. Um, she, I remember her teaching one day about clairvoyance and, and saying like, are you somebody who you know, you see, do you see things out of the corner of your eye, like flashes of lights or like you swear you just saw somebody kind of like go by and you like, this happens to me all the time. And I turn around, I swear someone is there and they're not. And like that is, could be a sign that you're clairvoyant, that you are clairvoyant, your clairvoyance might be opening up or, you know, it might be something <laughs> that, you, that you're going to start noticing more and more, but like seeing things in the corner of your, your eye and flipping around and it not being there, that's can be a sign of clairvoyance. So the next clair is clairaudience and that's clear hearing. And that's just having the ability to be able to hear the guidance coming, coming from guides, past loved ones, you know, whatever that you're connecting to in spirit. So if you are someone who is attracted to music. Maybe you have a natural like ear for music. Um, you, you love, like you can really notice like the discrepancy in, I don't know, like if you, you, you listen to a song and you hear all the beats and you hear like the, the, 
I don't know why I'm saying cadence. Like you're hearing all these things in the music. I obviously don't know any of the terminology, but you know, I, I just realized actually that's me. Like I hear the music. I don't usually hear the lyrics and some people talk about all this, like the meaning and oh, those are such profound lyrics. And I'm like, oh really? I never have noticed the lyrics before. Are you a lyrics person or a beat person, a sound person? Because if you're a beat or a sound person, you may be clairaudient. So a way clairaudience could show up is if, you know, you are driving somewhere and, you know, out of the blue, you hear something say like, turn the car around or turn right. And it's like, (laughs) just out of the blue, it's like you're getting this guidance. Okay. And you know what? This is the thing. We talked about this with Amy on the podcast. Most people think that that, that voice coming down would sound like somebody else's voice, like turn the car around, but it's actually your voice. And that's why it's so difficult for some people because they think it's their own thoughts, but it's really clairaudient guidance. And it's, it's developing discernment so that you can realize the difference. And, and oftentimes the guidance is if, if you find that the thoughts are ruminating, you know, circular thoughts, that's definitely probably not guidance, but if it's clear and it's concise and maybe repeated, but not in a ruminating way. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's more clear, but not fear-based and not anxiety-based Then it could be a sign that it's clear audience guidance coming through for you. So for me, I also tend to, I haven't had this in a long time actually, but I, well, I mean, Sometimes, I guess sometimes I do. I I guess I just talked about having this with Amy with the Tom Petty song, but I, you know what? And it did actually just happen in a reading last week. I guess it does happen, but I felt like it used to happen almost every reading where, where I would be in a reading and a song would start playing in my, in my, in my head. And then I would scribble the, the song down and then, you know, tell the client, to look up the lyrics or I would look up the lyrics because I would start singing the song and usually there was guidance in the lyrics for, uh, my client. And so that is a form of clear audience as well. If you are receiving messages through songs and I know lots of people get songs as confirmation of, of, from loved ones, but also, you know, be sure to like pay attention to the lyrics, because as I said, I'm not somebody who always pays attention to the lyrics, but when I've received a song, uh, during a session and I go to look up the lyrics, it all, there's always significance there. Talking about clear audience is making me realize that I think it is one of my strongest clairs. And I'm thinking about how I do my readings when I'm in the Akashic records, my preferred way to channel is through writing. And so I hear what's coming through and then I put it on paper And that's how I was, you know, as a student, when I was studying, I always, to learn it, I always had to write it out. Everything had to be written for me, handwritten. And so now I'm realizing that, you know, me writing is actually a, it is a form of clear audience because I'm writing down what I'm hearing and I'm putting it on paper first before I share it with my clients. And I use that automatic writing as a tool. So 
Um, that can be considered a form of clear audience. And I'm just remembering now I learned this during some training, but some, someone mentioned that if you're somebody who tends to hear their name being called, like if no one else is even in the house, but you hear somebody calling their name, I've had that experience several times and it's kind of freaky, but that, (laughs) I don't know if it's your guides or what, but I've heard that people who have that experience tend to be very clear audience. So if you're like me and hear people calling your name randomly when no one else is home, then we can be best friends. So the next clear is clear cognizance. And I feel like sometimes, sometimes I'm like, is it clear cognizance or clear audience? Because you know, I have this clear, clear knowing, clear cognizance, clear cognizance is clear knowing. And I'm like, did I hear that as a thought or did I just know that? But Clear cognizance is just having a sudden clear knowing of something, just an understanding that perhaps you didn't have before, but it just hits, you know, this is the truth of this situation, or I have, you have this message to give someone and you receive it clear cognitively. And so that, you know, you hear about people saying I'm getting a download and I, you know, I get that all the time where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm just, you know, getting a download sometimes again, where sometimes I am saying, oh, I'm just hearing this. So sometimes I find for myself, it doesn't matter to me, really potatoes, potatoes, potatoes. Does anybody call them potatoes? (laughs) Potatoes, but is that a saying? I know it's tomatoes, tomatoes, but do people say potatoes, potatoes, or am I just making that up because I'm from Prince Edward Island and potatoes are in my veins? I hope potatoes aren't in my veins. Um, I already told you people that I'm a a rice girl and potatoes are not my favorite unless they are fried and they look French. Um, Anyways, back to the Claire's. So Claire cognizance is, you know, you know something to be true, even though you did not hear or see, you know, anything that can confirm that, but you just have this almost download, maybe this clarity of a situation. And it, you just know that the information is true. Okay. And it can also be seen in instincts. If you have an instinct to do something and just, just a knowing it's that clear knowing that you need to be at this certain event or, you know, a clear knowing about a person that perhaps this person is not someone that you want to be spending time with. And oftentimes if it comes to people, a lot of people are going to feel that through clear sentience, um, where they get that gut feeling or they feel it in their body that this person, either they get a good feeling or a bad feeling about a person, but you can also receive that through clear cognizance. So speaking of clear sentience, that's what I was talking about with me and the goosebumps. Uh, so that's clear feeling and clear sense sentience is when you actually have a physical feeling in your body. Okay. That is giving you guidance. And, and again, I have a friend who gets goosebumps when we are talking about spiritual things and talk maybe about something very specific. And she'll say, I just, you know, I'm covered in goosebumps. She said, I never get these (laughs) goosebumps with anyone except for when I'm with you and we're talking. And, but I mean, we're talking about, it's when we're talking about usually spiritual things or very significant things. And she gets that full body confirmation. And my husband gets that as well. Like he'll say, oh, I just got, you know, full body chills or goosebumps. And 
And for me, that's a good sign. Like it's a confirmation about what we're talking about. And so I, as I said, I hadn't had that experience very often and, and I'm having it now. And which is so cool for me because it's just, I love learning. I love growing and evolving. And it's just makes me happy because I'm like, oh, that's my weaker Claire and it's opening up. And it's like another tool for me to communicate with spirit. And for me, I know that my Claire's have opened up so dramatically due to my Reiki trainings. Like all the, every time I do a Reiki training, it is peeling back more layers and it is opening up my different clairs. And so if you are someone who is on the spiritual path, you want to develop your spiritual gifts and you may already be practicing a modality. We talked about Amy's already a very gifted medium. And actually she gave me some, beautiful messages from my brother who passed away before I was born. Um, after we recorded that podcast, she gave me some very bang on beautiful messages and, you know, but she was drawn to the Reiki energy. And so you could already be practicing a modality and it helps strengthen your modality. And that's the thing with me, I was practicing the Kashic records and I, I took Reiki to, open up my spiritual gifts more and to help. I wanted to help my mom because she was sick and it most definitely opened up my gifts more like in a crazy way. And I'm very surprised that I, you know, I I never intended to be a Reiki teacher or anything like that. So it will lead you on your path, but it will most definitely help reveal and strengthen your intuitive gifts. And we all have intuitive gifts. There's some people like, Oh, I'm not very intuitive. It's like, yes, you are. We all, I strongly believe that it's not just intuition and connecting with spirit is not just reserved for, you know, this small group of people it's accessible to us all. And I feel like as we move into the new earth, the new paradigm, that's going to be so important. And also it's going to come to the forefront. People are going to realize like that they, they, they can, heal themselves and they can have that connection to spirit and they don't need to rely on other people. Okay. You know, get away from the idea of the healer, the guru. It's like, you are your own guru. You are your own healer. And it's just so empowering to know that the tools are within and it's just that the awakening of those gifts. So with the clear sentience, it's not just getting goosebumps as a confirmation, but for some people, and I don't have this and I'm actually really grateful because this would be challenging is some people feel other people's pain deeply and feel just the energies so very deeply. And I mean, I shouldn't say like, I feel the energies of the collective. I guess I do. I guess, I guess I do feel those very deeply. And maybe that's just, I don't know if that's a newer thing for me or not, but when things are going on collectively, I definitely have been feeling it more in my body. And I guess maybe that's just that clear sentience open clear sentience opening up, but this is something I don't experience is that I know some people who you literally take on other people's pain. Like if somebody else has a stomach ache or a headache, like they, if they're spending time with them, they will then get a stomach ache or a headache. And some people, when they have a session, like some people who are Reiki practitioners may, you know, are very, like physical in their practice and medical in their practice that they connect with the person's energy and then they feel a pain, you know, in their back or in their left leg. And they specifically, that's how they get the guidance is like, they feel it in specific parts of their body. And, 
you know, that that's something that would be very challenging if you are a clairsentient because you, it's physically exhausting and you're going to have to really be sure that you're disconnecting from the energies, clearing yourself often and have using energetic protection because that's going to be very draining for you when you're connecting with a lot of people, when you're out and about, or, you know, if you are offering sessions, you're going to have to be really diligent with your energetic practices. So I'm going to talk about a few of the more lesser known Claire's right now. And the first one I'm going to talk about is Claire intellect. So if you, uh, have clear, clear intellect or clear thinking, you probably are someone who is more left-brained. Okay. You're very linear in your thinking. You like patterns. You might be a math person or a science person. And if you have Claire intellect as one of your stronger Claire's, then you may notice that, um, you have like these aha moments and epiphanies. Okay. And, and that, you know, the guidance that you receive may feel like it's coming from a higher source of consciousness. And for me, I don't know, like, it seems like clear cognizance and clear, clear intellect are also very kind of closely, um, they feel very almost intertwined like that. I would feel like that would be difficult to differentiate between clear intellect and clear cognizance, but you know what? I'm definitely not left brain, so I can't speak to that. I'm very, very right brained. Can you tell? So, so I would, you know, if anybody, if anybody out there is clear, is a clear intellect, then hit me up. I want to know all about your epiphanies and I just want to know how you may experience that. So the next lesser known Claire is Claire empathy or clear emotion. And I definitely a hundred million percent have this. And it's, it's just being able to really sense someone's emotions and their emotional energy and you know you go into a room or even if you're just having a conversation with them and and this can even go over text if someone's texting you you can feel their emotions through the text like you know what is going on even if they're not saying too much so if you're very sensitive to others emotions or even others moods like this is something that i've struggled with like the people around me have such a great effect on me so if somebody's really high vibe and up all the time i'm going to be taking on that emotion and being with them up there. But if I'm around a lot of negative people down in the dumps, I am right there with them the whole time. Like my, a lot of time, my, a lot of times I found over the years, my mood is dependent on the people that I'm around. It's because I'm literally absorbing their energies. And so that's why energetic, uh, protection has been very important for me, especially, you know, spending 20 years as a high school teacher, it's been extremely important. And the difference between, you know, clear empaths and clear sent, if you are clear sentient is that clear empaths are feeling, you feel the emotions like you are, you know, you might feel sad when you're around somebody who's really sad. And, you know, I even just am, is this a download? Is this clear? What is this right now? Clear cognizance or a clear audience? But I'm getting a little download right now about remember like me going to a lot of, I've gone to a lot of funerals and a lot of wakes because as a teacher, you know, and working on a big staff, I've ended up going to just a lot of people's families, wakes, and 
and funerals. And, you know, oftentimes to people, I've attended these, these, uh, memorials for people that I did, you know, I don't, I know the one person connected, but I don't know the whole family or anything like that. And I didn't know the person who passed away and I am like wrecked. Like I bawling, crying at these things, like so wrecked. Um, not okay for a couple of days after. And it's like, I just, I feel it. So like the grief of being in that environment around grieving people, it's like, I just, just, I'm like a sponge. And so I've actually in the last, since the pandemic, the pandemic kind of gave me a little bit of space for that, but I've kind of set a boundary where, and I went to so many of these because I you know I felt like it's the right thing to do and it's honoring this person. And I wanted to show up for people and show that I cared. And I've come to realize that I visit, like it makes me like it wrecks me emotionally for a long time after I can't just go into a wake and be okay after it or okay. Um, at a funeral after, although I will say that that being said, I have, I think as a coping mechanism, I've said a lot of stupid things at wakes and some of my friends from school would know what I'm talking about because out of a coping mechanism to try to not engage with the pain, I will, and to try to make it better, I would like try to talk to the person when I'm waiting in line and I'd say very awkward, very, anyway, stupid things. That That's an aside. Um, anyway, all that being said, it's better if I don't attend a lot of wakes and funerals. So I try to show support in different ways now. And I mean, not to say that I'm not going to ever go to any, it's just, I'm not going to all of them anymore because it was having a really big effect on me emotionally. So again, I went off on a little tangent there and I don't even know if I finished my thought, but like the clairsentient person can feel the pain in their body and feel this, you know, feel those sensations in their body, but with a clair empath like if you're you have clear empathy then you are just feeling those emotions and you're taking those on so the next clear is clear tangency or clear touching and if you are aware of or have heard of tyler henry the medium and i watched his show on netflix and i liked it he just seems like such a sweet soul honestly i read he is do i have both of his books no, I only have one of the, his books and I read it and I forget what the name is, of course, but he's just such a sweet, he just seems like the sweetest guy ever. And he's a medium and he definitely has, you know, uses clear tangency because he requires, I, th- I don't know if it's every time, but from what I've seen, he requires people to take an object from the past love, their past loved one. And he perceives information from the objects of the of the person who is who has passed and can you know learn details like that's his way to connect is through these objects and yeah it's pretty interesting to see him work he also does these like scribbles and things like he has his own little method that you know allows him to connect with spirit and i just love watching other intuitives work and see you know their process i just find it so fascinating Anyhow, that's Claire Tangency. The next Claire is Claire Salience, and that's clear smelling. And it's so insights come to people through their sense of smell. And I you often hear of somebody smelling, you know, the smoke. This my dad was having this where he would smell my my grandfather's pipe. 
and I mean, this is at his house. My grandfather passed away a long time ago and he would smell my grandfather's pipe distinctly and it would just come. It's, you get a, a waft of it, it comes and then it's gone. But like that is clear salience and it's spirit connecting with you because you will know these certain scents and they will bring you back to a person or a place or an event. And it's interesting. I had a student this weekend share that she exper experienced clear salience during one of, I think it was the attunement. I don't know that it was the experience. I think it was the attunement and was brought back to a particular scent from her childhood. And it, that's just fascinating to me. And there's messages that, you know, and guidance through those smells and like, and then what comes into the person's mind after they, you know, connect that smell with a memory. And then, then there's going to be information that comes through. So, uh, it's, it's very cool. That's a more rare, uh, type of Claire, but, um, a very interesting one, most definitely. So the last Claire we're going to talk about today, I think I got, I think I got them all. I think I got all nine of them is Claire Gustance and that's clear tasting. And so it's, it's having a taste in your mouth and you haven't been eating anything. There's nothing that you've been eating. So the taste of your grandmother's strawberry shortcake or, you know, a, a certain taste that's going to give you insight insights or guidance, or maybe, you know, show you that, oh, your grandmother's strawberry shortcake, like your grandmother's here, or maybe a taste that you experience at a particular point in your life that gives you information around an event, or I don't know. I, I have never experienced it to my knowledge, to my recollection. I have never experienced it before. Um, but if you have, this is another one of those clairs I would love to hear more about your experiences and when this happens for you, because I I've never really had that happen before. So those are the clairs. These are the different ways that spirit, uh, connects with us and gives us information. And again, that's why it's so important. I always say this to my Reiki students, don't compare yourself to others, other people. Like if we have an experience or attunement and some people are having all these wild images and I saw this and I saw that. And one person's like, uh, I just felt uh, a lot of heat in my body and you know, <laughs> my hands were tingling and it's like, they're both <laughs> information that you are making a connection and one is not better than the other. They're just different. And I do believe that the clairs can be developed. All the clairs can be developed and it's important to, you know, honor the, the clairs that are strongest for you now and set that intention to develop your other clairs. Because when you have your clairs opened up, it's just in my, in my opinion, it's, just more opportunities for spirit to connect with you and to give you that information and support that you are looking for. So yeah. So today your homework is to reflect on maybe the clairs that you've learned about, or maybe you already knew about these and think about wh which areas you in the past may have received some type of information that you maybe weren't even aware that it was information from spirit or guidance from spirit and perhaps set the intention that you are open to discover more about the clairs and to open up your other clairs so you can strengthen that connection with spirit. Anyhow, I hope you have a wonderful day. 
a great weekend if you're listening to this on. Okay, that was wild. And I'm not even going to re-record that part. I was just saying the end of this and my whole screen just froze and tur- it turned off like it's recording. It looks red when it's recording. Recording, it turned off, turned blue, stopped. Never seen that happen in that way before. And you know what? Remember that happened to me once though before when I was talking about the sign I got from my mom, something malfunctioned. This looked different, but it was similar. And to me, that was a sign from spirit. That's called clear technology. <laughs> no, but spirit does like to use technology to communicate. And, you know, you might see the lights flicker um, or or some type of a blip with technology. And that just happened. So for me, that was confirmation that what we were talking about today is important and I just feel supported. So thank you universe. <laughs> so I hope everybody has a great, yeah, weekend. I think that's what I was trying to say. Great re- weekend. If you're listening to this on Friday and I'll see you here next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye.